Toshkar and a very pleasant uh, good afternoon to all the listeners of EBC Radio. And folks, this is Kulraj on 11.70 a.m. and what a beautiful day out there. I hope you all are enjoying and of course it's time for EBC Drama Club. And folks, uh, we have some guests at uh, EBC Drama Club. would like to welcome the chair of the Drama Club on EBC Radio, Shadab Tada. He is with us and of course we are so proud to have him. Let's give a big hand to everybody right here. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to EBC Drama Club. Um, Kuraj, today we have a line of very distinguished uh, theatre personalities from around the community out here. And, and I'll, we'll have a very good discussion today. I'm really looking forward to it and excited and pumped up in some sense. Now, um, so before we do that, um, uh, just I want to tell the listeners that if you want to call in, it's uh, 732-297-9886. 732-297-9886. Call in with your questions, comments, and whatever it is during the show. And uh, so uh, let's get going. Uh, we are also on the Facebook. So if you are on the Facebook, you can go to the Facebook EBC Drama Club and put in your comments as you, uh, as you go. So today um, we are going to talk about uh, community theater in New Jersey, on New Jersey Community Theater. And uh, this is uh, We Live just next to the Big Apple, New York, okay? The place where theater happens, so that's a big action. But, I mean, many of us, especially from our uh, South Asian and Indian community, we are not aware that so much of theater happens in New Jersey, all around us. I mean, there's an immense amount of community theater, regional theater that goes on all around us, and excellent shows that is no way less than many of the great shows that you see in New York, but, but they're excellent. So if you love theater, you don't have to you know, go all the way to New York. You, you can see some of the very great shows right in your neighborhood. You know, something just. So we are going to talk some of those uh, theater people out here. We have with us Rich, Rich Monterio, and Luana Jones, and Patrick Sterega with us. And I'll, I'll start with them. So um, I'll first ask you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, coming to us, to the show. And uh, I'd like to, to um, introduce yourself and tell us uh, what you do, how, what's your association with theater out in New Jersey Community Theater. Uh, so Luana, let's start with you. Ladies first, I guess. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, um, well, I'm the producer of Villager's New Playwright series, and the series was started in 2001 by Catherine Rowe Fearson. And we, we reach out to new playwrights and give them an opportunity to have their plays done as a stage reading, and so that it's sort of experimental. They are able to then continue and do further with and hopefully get it um, put up. Yeah, yes, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, this uh, Villagers Theatre is one of the nicest theatres in this area, and it is just in your neighbourhood in Demont Lane, near Demont Lane in Somerset, and it, it's just there, so it's a little bit hidden, it's not you know, obvious to the outside when you drive by on Eastern Avenue or any of the uh, Demont Lane or on Amol Road, you don't see it, but, but it's there, it's just there, and it's an excellent place. Uh, tell us more about it. I mean, I know besides those new playwrights, there's a lot of other things happen there. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit of that? Oh, well, a lot. There's a lot of musicals. There's a lot of... We have a, we have the Black Box Theater, and we also have the Main Stage Theater. Yep. And they stay busy all year round. And yes, so I you, know that. 
<laughs> so if you if you go to villagerstheater.com, you'll be able to see all of the plays that are, are currently uh, running in. And folks around, I mean, if, if you like theater, uh, keep in touch with this organization. They often come out with requests for volunteering help, for backstage help, for auditions if you want to act. Uh, they're looking out, all, always they're looking out for people who want to participate in theater. Uh, so next, uh, let's go to uh, Rich. Rich, uh, tell us about yourself and what you do and your involvement. Hi, Sadipta. Thanks for having me here. Uh, I'm the president of the historic Edison Valley Playhouse. We're located on Oak Tree Road in Edison, New Jersey. I guess that uh, street is familiar to a lot of our listeners, Oak Tree Road, huh? (laughs) Right on the corner of Woodland Avenue, right on the uh, Edison-South Plainfield border. Right, right. So, uh, so how long is this uh, Edison Valley Playhouse is in action? I mean, uh, the Playhouse has been uh, serving as a playhouse since the late 1960s. Prior to that, starting in the late 1890s, it was a church. That's why we're a historic building. So the building's been there since 1895. Uh, and uh, Kulraji, let me tell you that this theater, Edison Valley Playhouse, is also uh, the our home in the sense we do our plays at Edison Valley Playhouse, at least one production a year. And and I'm telling you, they're so busy, it's very difficult to get a place in there, I mean, a slot in there. And that that's true for most of the theaters. Um, so we'll come back to you, Rich, again. Um, in, the, in the meantime, let's go to Patrick. Patrick, um, tell us about yourself. Hi, my name is Patrick Strega, and I'm the president of the New Jersey Association of Community Theaters, otherwise known as the NJ Perry Awards. Mm-hmm. And my organization represents about 150 member theaters across the state of New Jersey. Uh, that is by no means the amount of the community theaters in the state of New Jersey. There's much more, but we do represent the majority of them. Uh-huh. Um, about 70 of them are active producers, and we try to send two reviewers out to see every production. Scores are tabulated, and we have something very akin to the Tony Awards yeah. in September of every year. Where we, so it, it is like the New Jersey's Tony Awards. It is. It's the, the New Jersey theater. Tony Awards. And yeah. uh, in addition, my organization uh, helps to promote community theater in New Jersey in whatever way we can help the individual theaters or the communities as possible. Okay, I'll come back to you. I have uh, some very pointed questions to you. I'll be right here. I have a question that, you know, EBC Radio would love to uh, associate uh, with the whole group, and we'll have like a preview theater right here at the radio station. And, you know, and of course, Shridhupta is planning to have a theater festival here on the premises of EBC Radio very soon. So that will be very great to uh, have some good food and good Indian food and good Indian conversation. My organization would absolutely love to be a part of that. <laughs> absolutely. So, so what we, the idea is to do a, a radio play festival. Okay? So, so like a whole day of the segment, we'll have radio plays uh, going on. And along with that, we'll have some fun and frolic outside. So, so that's the idea. We are working on it. We have to work out a lot of details and things like that. As you know, that everyone is very busy to find out the right slot is, is very difficult. So, so um, let me interrupt yeah, just sure. very quickly. It's interesting that you said that one of the shows that we've been seeing pop up in our seasons for the past couple of years around the holidays is It's a Wonderful Life, but the yes. radio play uh-huh. where the actors are holding the scripts in the hand, standing in microphones mm-hmm. on the stage, doing it as if they were doing one of the old-fashioned radio yeah. plays. So that would be fun to actually use our, our relationship yes. to actually get one of the radio plays that they're putting live on stage to actually have it 
in a radio station. That would be awesome. that would be very interesting. That will be yeah. I mean, uh, see, the thing is, um, I listen to a lot of NPR and especially this moth radio shows or the selected shorts. I mean, excite me a lot. And and uh, I want to do things like that also out here. We have done some, and I would like to do something like that out here also. Uh, so uh, going back to some of the topics that we'd like, like to discuss. Um, recently, I read this interesting article in Huffington Post. Okay, uh, It calls theater, the theater community disdains. Okay, uh, it, it, It's a... Uh, very, very, um, you know, a provocative title to the to, to the um, to this article. I, I read this article with a lot of interest and um, a lot of facts in there. And uh, it seems, I mean, I, I'll just read one line from it. Uh, this person, the, or the author, is Howard Sherman. He writes that uh, I would like everyone to stop using community theater as a punchline or punching bag. What's your comment on that? I'd like to start with Patrick. Uh, I agree with Mr. Sherman. Um, quality is quality no matter where you go. Cream will always rise. Um, one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life was a Broadway production. Some of the best shows yes. I've seen in my life have been done in church basements with a piano and a drum and four actors on stage. It's about the love of the art. And... Community theater is part of theater's history. I, there's a huge list of movie stars right now and Broadway actors and professional people in the business that all got their start in New Jersey community theater. Yes. They had to get their love, practice their craft somewhere. So, And especially in a state like New Jersey where community theater is so alive and so vibrant and such an integral part of the communities itself – I, I agree with Mr. Sherman. We're not a joke. We're not a punching bag. We're we're a viable um, start to a lot of people's theater careers. Yes, I mean, I, I mean I, I've heard that too. Let's hear from Luana. I mean, you have anything to yes, add to this? Yes, it's an, an unfortunate stigma that's placed upon it because it's not based on fact at all. Because if you look at the facts, the, the theater in, in New Jersey in particular is wonderful. You have Dedicated actors, dedicated um, people who are working backstage who are putting together Broadway-quality productions. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the productions that I've seen are incredible. And if people were just aware of that and they would be able to come and see them, number one, you don't have to deal with the traffic going in New York. You don't have to deal with the parking situation dealing with New York. And you're going to get a quality performance. I mean, telling, I mean, you mentioned about the Broadway, right? I mean, sometimes when I go to the Broadway, I see the pomp and the glamour there. But that's it. I mean, I see the huge technology, the money being spent out there. But, you know, what I believe is that sometimes having less money constrains you know, freeze you your imagination. Creative. You become more creative. You come up with, you know, and, and that's coming from the Indian background where we do theater with the little least of the resources. Okay, try to make it very minimal such that you have to spend very little money. But the theater quality itself comes up to a high level. Rich? 
Exactly. Broadway productions are frequently constrained by the financial aspects um, or by the producers. The producers are dictating what will and won't be done based on the bottom line, not based on the art or the craft or the quality of the mm -hmm. show. Hopefully they're striking a balance, but sometimes the money rules. And we exactly. don't, that's something that we can usually avoid in community theater. Of course, since we are nonprofit, most of us, and we are all volunteer, we are amateur by legal definition. Um, we have financial limits on us as well, but we try and be very creative and come up with solutions that can be excellent even though they don't cost a lot. Yeah. Let, me, let me quote a fact, especially for audience members. Um, this is a fact from that article, uh, some, some data. This data is drawn from the American Association of Community Theaters website, and as the author said, this does not include every community group out there, uh, just like ours. It's not there. Uh, but it says it represents the AACT, which is the American Association of Community Theaters. They represent the interests of more than 7,000 theaters across the United States, and uh, it claims more than uh, 1.5 million volunteers, more than 46,000 annual productions per year, an audience of 86 million, and combined annual budget of well over $980 million. That's a huge number. Okay, and uh, let me ask you, Patrick, uh, from an NG Act, how, how many groups are associated with your association? There are about 150 member theaters. Each year, approximately 70 of them are actively producing. We personally review over 200. I think the total this year is going to be 210 productions. That doesn't mean that that's the amount of productions that have been done. There's um, each community theater has many different aspects to it. Villagers, for example, has their main stage season, has their black box season, have their Kidsville, Kidsville right. and then Teensville, and then there, and there's there, new there's series. miniature mm -hmm. new playwright series, miniature music makers. So that's like five, six different theaters under one roof. Edison Valley Playhouse, the same thing. You are great with inviting um, other groups into your space to use. So each theater, while, while we personally have reviewed like 210 shows, I would guess that if you include everything, including one-night concerts and everything that a community theater does, there has to be close to a 1,000 theatrical productions produced by New Jersey community theaters each year. Each year, right. That, that, that's a phenomenal thing. So as, as you can see, that there's so much activity going on around. So if you love theater, you know, participate, join, you know. You know that, I'm sure you love the energy that happens inside a theater space. Um, again, if you want to call in to, uh, and talk to these people, have any questions, the number is 732-297-9886. 732-297-9886. Uh, so, Rich, let me ask you this, uh, and also uh, Luana also, because I have personally uh, some experience with both of you um, uh, in the sense I did, I was, I mean, I have a theater group myself called ECTA, ECTA, and, and we do mostly plays in English, uh, in Bengali and English also, and mostly also bilingual plays in our in our in our language, in our mother tongue, okay? But uh, last year, I was invited uh, by Edison Valley Playhouse to do one of my plays, Ron, there. Uh, so I, I, that was uh, um, something that I haven't seen in regular stage, uh, New Jersey stage of an ethnic theater being done. It's a new theater, original theater being 
produced at Edison Valley Playhouse. Uh, it happened, uh, you uh, villagers, Luana, you invited one of my plays and you t took one of my plays selected for a stage reading. Thank you both for you know accepting that. Uh, so, so there is an awareness of uh, reaching out to the other ethnic communities, to the other uh, rich diversity of this state and enrich our theater. Um, uh, so tell me something about this. I mean, how, how, how do you approach it? I mean, is, the, is there a, a concerted effort from your point of view to reach out, or, or is it just you got a play, you liked it, and you took it? I mean, I mean, and, and any comments would be? Well, for me, in your case, it was both. Um, with the Playwright Series, I am constantly looking for other ethnicities to bring in, because it's community theater, so right. we want to be the community, entire community. Exactly. And so I do look for that, and I also look for excellence, and yours happen to have both. <laughs> and, Thank you. And unfortunately, in community theater, a lot of times some theaters are afraid to do other ethnicities because they're afraid that they're not going to get an audience or they're afraid they're not going to get enough participation to actually put it up. But that's really not the case. And if we can get past that fear and start reaching out to different communities, you know, with your play, we had over 30 people come, and that's the average mm -hmm. for our readings. We have about 30, and we had over 30. So it's, if we could get past that fear and actually reach out, there's so much that we can find and so many other communities that will come into the general theaters. Exactly. Um, Rich? Yes, yeah. I, I agree with Luana, and actually just in support of her point, when we produced your, your original play, Ron, um, I was actually approached after the production um, by one of the viewers, and she came up and she told me how the experience that your play portrayed reminded her of her grandfather in World War II. Mm -hmm. So it crossed cultural boundaries. She was, I believe, Italian-American descent. Yes, um, she, she, I think it was her. She sent a very nice email to Bill, and, and it, it was passed on to me uh, how it affected her. But that's the content of the play itself, right? The emotions are not unique to any ethnic group. Ethnic group. The, the emotions change. It will cross. And this, is, this, I think, goes to Luana's point, where it really is about opening your mind and going to see it. It doesn't matter... Uh, your language only matters in your ability to understand it, but if you understand the subject matter, the hey, subject matter. We are matter doing French theater. Yes, we are doing Jacques Brown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are doing a lot of other languages. German theater, Brecht is being done. Okay, I mean, I mean, so, so, uh, so, if I mean, other theaters will come in. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's. Uh, uh, Patrick, you want to add to it? Um, I yes, I would love to. Uh, I think reaching out to the different uh, diverse ethnic groups is incredibly important, and I want to deal with this on two different levels. I think bringing in different types of shows, uh, for example, like Ron or or the Brecht pieces or um, things that are a little more culturally diverse, I think is a very, very powerful thing for every community. And I think that our communities in New Jersey embrace that. They want to see, they want to experience different things in their life, you know, every Every day is pretty much the same. So if you have something that's different, that's very exciting. Then there's the other aspect that we were talking about earlier, um, reaching out to diff different ethnic groups for participation in your plays. There are um, three plays that are some of my favorite plays in the entire world that I would love to produce that I just can't at this time. Um, one is Dreamgirls. It's an incredibly powerful musical about uh, 
pretty much about Diana Ross and the Supremes and what happened with them. Um, unfortunately, we don't see a large um, African-American contingent in our auditionees. Also, Flower Drum Song about the plight of uh, Eastern Asian America, Eastern Asians coming to the San Francisco area and acclimating themselves to uh, the American way of life. One of my favorite shows of all time. Don't see a lot of Eastern Asians coming to the auditions. And those are plays where you have to have that specific ethnic group in the play or you they can't do it. They all flock to New York. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. Uh, we, we have very little time left for this half. We'll come back to some of these questions later on. And uh, uh, again, once again, uh, people who are listeners, uh, if you have any questions, 732-297-9886. And we are talking to some of the representatives of the New Jersey Community Theater, Rich Ontario. Um, Luana Jones and Patrick Storega and so we'll talk more with them uh, after a commercial break back, uh, folks, uh, to EBC Drama Club. Once again, we are talking to Rich Ontario, uh, Luana Jones, and Patrick Storega. So, Luana, uh, you were, uh, you wanted to say something that time, and unfortunately we had to cut off, but uh, so, here is your mic. Go ahead. Yes, about what Patrick was mentioning about getting other ethnicities into community theater. Mm -hmm. um, there are blockages on both ways. Um, people I'm, I'm African-American, mm -hmm. and in the past, there weren't too many opportunities in community theater. That's in the past, though. So the community is still thinking, well, there's no opportunity, so they don't look. And then on the opposite side, as far as production aspect, there are a lot of directors and producers who feel, oh, I want to put this up, but I'm not going to be able to get the African-American people in, or I'm not going to be able to get the Asian people in. And we have to block to break down those barriers because it's really not true anymore. And if we could, he mentioned, you know, Dream Girls is one play. You would get a lot of people just finding out where to go. When we did Sedipta's play, I didn't know, you know, just putting it all out there saying we want um, um, Asian um, actors, that's not going to happen because no one's looking. So I went to Sedipta himself. I said, can you reach out for me? And he was able to do so. So if it's just find the avenues. If you just post it, you know, but if you get someone from the community and say, hey, do you know anyone who will be interested in doing this, then you're uniting the com communities. You're starting to build a network. So that network needs to be rebuilt, really. So me, last year when we had our awards ceremony, my letter to everyone was about um, putting the community back in community theater, doing something to serve the community, whether that be you know, go to your local firehouse and say, hey, can I sweep the floor or can I make you dinner or, you know, putting up a little you know, cabaret for them one night, you know, just something that wasn't overly theatrically related, but service related, putting the community back in community theater. Maybe this year um, we can, our goal, our overall yearly goal could be something like reaching out to different uh, ethnicities in the community 
to uh, work a little bit more on the inclusion. I think that would be great. And it's just a matter of asking because I've had um, directors and producers who are afraid. They were like, well, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to cast a Caucasian person to play an African-American because I can't find one. But did you look? No. Well, how do you know you can't find one? Well, there's none out there. But look. So all you have to do is just reach out and look. And we've been able to do that because we put it out there and instead of and going beyond just posting, but networking and talking. And then, like, oh, my goodness, yeah, I want to be in it. And you'll be surprised at the responses you'll get just by doing that networking. So with a little more effort on both, both aspects, aspects, on the the for example, the African-American community looking a little further and the theater companies reaching out a little more, maybe those that bridge can be gapped. Right, and just going past the fear and the stigma of right. status quo because it, it's not there anymore. Just do it. Hey, we need you. Dream Girls, you, you will get well, so I, many people so, coming out for that. <laughs> Luana, we have a phone call coming yes. in, so let's take that one. Hello, this is Hello. ABC Drama Club. Hi, uh, this is M. Lennon Paraconi. I'm a local playwright. I actually know Luana Sadukta and Patrick, and I've been associated. I just want to ask them a question about original theater. Sure. Thank you. Can, can you speak a bit louder? So oh, yeah, I can. Is that better? Yes, it's better. Yep. Okay. Hey, Mike, you know me, too. Uh, is it Rich? Yes. Oh, Rich, how are you? <laughs> Hi, long time no see. Hi, Mike. Hey, hey, guys, listen. Um, first of all, I want to put out a, a, a thank you to Luana for continuing the new playwright series. And also, if you remember at Edison Valley, we did the Playwright Slam for two years, which was very successful. Yes, you also did something at Somerset Valley Playhouse, I remember, uh, yeah, Somerset Players. Yes, we also did a Playwright series at Somerset Valley. Right. Uh, my question is, guys, um, there is still a bit of a disconnect with original theater and community theater. It is very, very hard for a local playwright to get his or her work done. A reading is one thing, but a full production, it is still very, very difficult and it's only done in a handful of theaters. Even at the awards, there's only maybe two or three. And I'm just wondering why there's not more of an outreach to, you know, to local playwrights to get their work done. Um, well, I can answer part of the question because uh, this was something I was actually thinking about over the past couple of days, Mike, is that uh, working with new playwrights and producing new works is an amazing thing. And I think new works is the lifeblood of theater in general and across the country, not only in New Jersey. Different theater companies have different um, logistics that they have to work around. Some community theaters are completely supported by their community. Uh, some th community theaters have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars in rent each month to use their spaces. So I think um, that's part of the problem, that the, the theater companies that have the higher logistic ratio are really scared to produce a new work because if they don't get the audience to come see the new work, they can't pay the rent that month. Whereas the other theater companies, uh, I think, have really right, embraced right? new don't, works, and God bless them for that. Don't they pay considerably less rights, though, when, when they're doing a, an original work? No, there are, there is the rights issue where they don't don't have to pay that, but the overhead of the rest is still pretty much the same. And Rich wants to add something now. Sure. Yeah, Mike. I think what the point that Patrick's trying to make is that, and again, I'm not saying that it's it is a valid that it's true. Um, is it's budgetary? I know in a lot of theaters, um, I think their fear is if I don't do something with a name, I won't bring in the audience. And then make my bills, pay my bills. And again, it's not always, um, that's not always the case. The, the 
nirvana, or I should say the, the perfect scenario is that as a producer, as a theater head, you build a rapport with your audience where they trust you. They know that whatever they come to see, they will enjoy whether they like it or not. And then that roadblock falls away, and you can do new works, you can do old works, but I think that's the concern that a lot of theaters have, is that if I don't have a name on, the, on my billboard that everyone recognizes, everyone won't come, and I'll be playing to an empty house and not making money. Okay, um, I know that's true of some theaters, but when I was at Eatontown, um, I never had a light house, and my houses weren't that light at Somerset. It certainly covered the cost of running those plays because the production costs were relatively low and there was an audience and subscribers came okay i mean i'm not i'm just playing devil's advocate and subscribers came as well so there was decent houses uh, well uh, yeah go ahead, go ahead well it goes back again to you know just dealing with status quo mm -hmm. and trying to break barriers and well what i'm trying to do with the new playwright series is proposing that Every year, one of the plays that we chose will get put up, and it's, it's we have to do it bits and pieces because people. Bottom line, people do want to make community theater survives on money and tickets, so yes. that's what they're thinking yeah. about. So yeah. it has to start with grassroots and just trying to break those barriers, and hopefully we have another we call coming up. Thank you, Mike, Thank for the you call. So much. Bye -bye. Um, uh, God bless you all. I love the work you do, by the way. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Me again, Mike. Bye -bye. Yeah, Michael's Bye -bye. plays, one of his plays that actually did get put up off-Broadway as a result of the new playwright series. Oh, that's great. Last White Family on okay. Dorchester. Uh, I, I, think, yes. I think that's not the call that we're talking about, so, so, so please continue. Yeah. Uh, so it's, but it's a very important issue came up, um, and, and that is uh, uh, this has this another reason why sometimes community theater is loses its charm is because you see the same 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 shows all around, okay, uh, and, and that that sometimes is tiring. I mean, it, it's you don't see new exciting thing. I mean, Edison Valley Playhouse did some very. Uh, challenging projects in the last couple of years. I mean, they did the birthday party, uh, Pinter, you did Beckett, and, and, and things like that. I know Circle Players also does some very challenging works, and and things like that. But and even original plays like Ron. And but so, so somebody has to take the leap and, and try out. I mean, Ron, we can say that. We didn't have any dearth of audience. I think I think we we had a very pretty decent audience, and some of, a lot of people came from our community came in. But one day I was overwhelmed when this bus load of you know the senior citizens came in, and to see them come in and watch the play and getting uh, you know involved in it, and then later on they were talking about it to us. A good portion of our our um, returning audience came to see that show. It yes. was it was part of a season where we did have um, a mini member uh, subscriber program. And a lot of our regulars came back to see this. Came to see the show. So this goes again to supporting my point. And I guess this is a call to the other community theaters out there that do it. They will come. You don't have to do uh, pick take one slot a season and give a new work a shot well, and see what happens. There are a lot of the community theaters in New Jersey that actually do support new works very well. Uh, there's First Avenue, mm -hmm. um, Circle. Uh, Chatham Community Players has a, uh, a new playwrights festival, their one-act festival, Jersey Voices every mm -hmm. year. Uh, there are many theater companies that do SUP, EVP, right. many other BPs, um, do support new works. 
uh, I think the commonality of those theaters is that when it comes to number of people in the in the audience, as far as the capacity, there's some of the smaller theaters. So the overhead probably isn't as high as some of the larger theaters. Uh, Villagers has a 400-seat house. Putting up a new work by a local playwright on their main stage, just by putting it on the main stage, the overhead, the budget, the logistics blows up. So that, I think that's where part of the, the the timidness is to produce new works on the larger venues. But God bless that we have some of the smaller venues that have embraced new works and really make a good showing every year with them. I've seen excellent plays at the uh, in your black box. I mean, uh, some of those theaters, I mean, it's wonderful productions. And and so, so yes, you're right. I mean, uh, some of the smaller spaces, and a lot of times we are looking for smaller spaces. It's not that we want a huge theater. I mean, we have done shows at uh, since Crossroads Theater or at the you know George Street Playhouse, things like that because they give out for rent. And but they're pretty big, okay, big space. And sometimes when you do a very small, intimate kind of a show, uh, you it, it tend to get lost. So so black boxes and smaller spaces are things which many actors, many performers are looking forward to, and they don't get it. And that that's one another issue I want to. Uh, come to. Okay, you want to uh, add anything no, to I, it? No, I just wanted to say that I think we should take a pause and thank Luana and the villagers for doing a consistent repetitive new playwright series. Yes. Mike's, Mike's um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mike's Playwright Slam we hosted mm-hmm. for a couple of years when right, we first right. reopened. Um, is It is a, also a great program. Um, but uh, these are the things that hopefully will blossom into full-fledged main stage productions, as we yeah. call them. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you. I thank Catherine Rofierson for creating this series. <laughs> uh, one thing uh, I wanted to touch upon is that uh, we were talking about casting issues and stuff like that, right? And casting is a, is a challenge to most many productions and, and directors. And because uh, most of the actors, as I think you mentioned, right, that you have to get them from New York, uh, some of the actors, because they all flock there. Uh, what kind of opportunities do you get? But as you mentioned, that a lot of people have launched their careers from uh, from theater community theaters like here. Um, I know that uh, some of the places like Edison Valley Playhouse offer some workshops and some trainings to develop actors, especially from different you know young groups and actors. And I know in villages also you have the Kidsville program yes. and things like that. So uh, from NJAC point of view, do you see that? I mean, in, in some sorts of developing the pool of actors for and the talent for the community, some sort of workshop training. Oh, uh, we personally, the organization does not do that, um, but we fully support any theater company that does do that. There, uh, like you said, EVP had. Um, you had those workshops. I think it was once a month. Those acting classes with um, actually it's Richard Richard Klein. Richard just, Klein. We yeah. just we just host him. I, I wish Richard was more closely associated with our theater, but he is of course a professional, and we're an amateur theater. But he rents our space to do um, uh, acting and comedy workshops mm. on Saturday mornings, um, and it's it's great. It's great. Many theater companies um, get to have a friend of a friend who knows somebody. Uh, I know uh, Rick Sordelay, one of the uh, 
premier fight directors in the world uh, has close ties to New Jersey, and sometimes community theaters have gotten him to run a fight uh, stage fighting yeah. seminar. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been makeup seminars and master classes with uh, with vocalists. Um, there, th that was EVP too, right? Yes. With the vocal. Bar yeah, Barbara Gursky was uh, our one of our board members and and uh, past vice president. Brought in a couple masters classes because she has uh, very good ties to the professional uh, singing community. So, and it's great when they do that, um, bringing in professionals from from that have close ties to New Jersey. So many of the stars that you see on Broadway, when they take their bow, they hop the train. Well, maybe not the train. They hop in their car and come back to Maplewood. Maplewood is like a huge mecca for Broadway stars to live. Uh, New Jersey does have those. and But also it's great that the theaters also don't wait for that. They take it from themselves. There's tons of theaters that you don't have to dedicate yourself to youth theater. Um, some theaters have South Plainfield Summer Drama, Showcase Invitational Theater. Their concentration is getting youth activities it, youth theater actor activities into the community, but other theater companies have theater camps, theater classes, workshops, programs, all sorts of things for youths to get their love of theater. And that's how uh, Lou Taylor Pucci, who uh, was on Broadway and Sound of Music for years, he's now a huge independent movie star, Got his start when he was eight years old. Eight years old in the chorus of Oliver at Sayreville Main Street Theater Company, and did many. You know, I worked with him many, many times at that theater company, uh, doing all sorts of shows. That's where they get their start. That's where right. they get their love. That's right. where they learn the discipline, yep. and then they go on. It's their passion that drives them further, and that's very important. And we could combine that what we were talking about. It's grassroots, reaching out to the youth and to youth from other diversities. Yes. And um, I have two students, Clifford and Anna Marie, and getting them into community theater is very important. Now, Clifford actually went on a, a, a did his first movie shoot. He did a HBO special. He's he's only seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> but if you start with that, and like, and they're both African American, and reach out to everyone, the children then will be the next generation. Yes, because the the, the problems that we have, we can't cannot be just addressed immediately. Yeah. So we have to start with grassroots. Start with the children. Get different cultures. Get the kids mixing together. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when I did Ron, uh, one of my objectives was to uh, give uh, you know, children from our next generation uh, that we call them second generation immigrants. We are the first generation. Okay, so that way them the chance to be theater. Some of them are pursuing theater as a career. They're studying theater. So we were lucky to get three of them. Uh, but but we don't get always there. Some of them are in New York. They pursue. I mean, they look for their careers there. But at least they could start something here. Uh, um, just uh, one thing I would like to talk about is uh, we are doing this show on radio, right? And radio play is is, is a genre which uh, is sort of it's a lost time. art. It's a lost art, and and we want to revive it, right? Courage and 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 in a small way, but uh, but we want to do that, and we are planning on doing a radio drama festival, okay? Radio play festival. So uh, I will. I'll let you know the details, and I would like support from all of you to do some short uh, radio plays, and we'll have all day long. I think. Great. And <laughs> I, I think that this community, the community, not the New Jersey community theater community, 
I think that's going to blow up huge. I think people are going to love that idea, and I think we're going to have more uh, people that want to be involved than we would know what to do with. You know, <laughs> you know, okay. My mouth to God's ears well, on that. We, but. We, we, want, we want to do that, and we'll be working on the logistics part of it, and so we'll, I'll let you know and then uh, tell you. Um, uh, the the you know the details of it. And there's some old artistry, like foley artistry, that could be brought into the radio. Oh. Yes. Many years ago in theater, mm-hmm. uh, I was working in theater, and we did a children's production of Popeye. Mm-hmm. It was a musical, and what my music director uh, Sandy Zimmerman fell in love with was because when you watch the Popeye cartoons, it was all those sound effects. <laughs> her piano, we brought her out onto the stage with her piano, and she had all sorts of noise-making things around, and that was part of the show, watching her. You know, when Popeye would wind up his fist, she had this little machine that would go, and that was great. So bring the Foley aspect back into theater, and especially a live radio play, that would be amazing. There's a film made in India about this, a Foley artist, uh, you know, about him. So how he he develops an insensitive ears of about different kinds of sound. And this just reinforces our point about yeah. diversity in yeah. theater. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, listeners, once again, we are talking to uh, Luana Jones, Patrick Sterega, and and Rich, uh, and we are talking about the New Jersey Community Theater. Let me remind you one thing. Uh, 1170 AM is a broadcast station, but also we have a radio app, EBC radio app on your iPhone. So even if you don't get a good signal somewhere, your app does. So so download it, and I, 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 I sometimes use that rather than listening to the AIM station. And so to do it, and you can listen to this, and when this festival comes up, you know, you will need, need it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, how, uh, we have some more minutes with us, I guess couple of minutes with us. Now, a question to Patrick, and that was what I was talking to you. Uh, NJ Act, okay, NJCT, yes. New Jersey uh, Association for Community Theatres. Um, what do you offer to them? I mean, why should I be a member of NJACT? Um, being a member of NJACT, it doesn't cost anything. Okay. Um, that's, that's always good. a bonus. Um, what we do is we represent the theater. We send two reviews reviewers out to each production who review your shows in about 33 different categories, um, giving it a numeric score 1 to 10. End of the year, everything's tabulated. Top seven scores are the nominees in each. That's the bare bones of the organization. The best part of the organization is every September we have a gala, which is attended by a averagely 700 to 750 theater people from across the entire state of New Jersey. If you want to meet somebody in New Jersey theater, you're there. And it's amazing the amount of networking that can go on. You will meet people from all over the state doing all sorts of theater. Um, For example, if you came to our awards this year, one of the first people I would have you meet is Chris Furlong from Chatham, uh-huh. who has a beautiful space up there and loves new work. Uh, Faith Dowgan and Carol McGee from Circle. There are people from all over the state that uh, you could meet and network and 
that's the best part of it. You get to see friends that uh, you haven't seen in years, friends that you didn't even know were in the state you'll meet at this theater. Oh, my God, I didn't know you were here. Uh, you'll meet at this event, and you'll make so many more new friends, and so, networking is what it's about. So so can our group be a member of it? Oh, absolutely. Okay, we don't uh, do plays in English always. That's uh, Our membership would love that. Okay. With that, uh, I'd like to end today's conversation. Thank you all. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Luana. Thank you, Patrick, for joining us. And we'll do more later on, possibly bring in more people. And thank you, Kulraj. You want to add uh, final remarks on this? You know, well, I just want to request all the listeners, if any of you, I know, you have theaters in your home. You know, you're very, very rich. Uh, the South Asian community is very well to do. So please <laughs> support us, you know. Uh, send us your dollars. So. <laughs> we'll take your old theater request. <laughs> yeah. And we want, want you to get involved and we want your support and we want uh, your uh, continued support uh, to theater. Thank you so much and have a very pleasant afternoon. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, ma'am.